storyteller. Now, a person who tells stories, or the My Way podcast with Michael Nix. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Michael Nix, and this is My Way Podcast. And today, we have a great guest. We have the CEO of Betterment, John Stein, with us. Now, if you've been watching the political process, the primaries, the caucuses, and this is going to date this episode of 2016, you have seen John's face on the commercial breaks on CNN and Fox News promoting Betterment. I had the pleasure of talking to this up-and-coming financial whiz last August, and I really enjoyed it, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and take a listen to John Stein, the CEO of Betterment. Here we go. Okay, so John, we're going to start by playing a word association game. So I'm going to say a word, and I need you to say the first word or statement that comes to mind. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Thrill. Roller coaster. Safety. Seatbelt. Performance. Opera. (laughs) Accomplishment. Uh, Starting a company. Superiority. Ooh, uh, don't like it. (laughs) truth transparency insignificant Hmm. don't worry about it death uh happens money central failure part of life all right so now we're going to move into either or questions so i'm going to say and good job on that section you're really good um (laughs) i'm going to say cat or dog and then i'll be up to you to decide from which cat, choose cat or dog okay so choose 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 one either or yeah yeah so night or morning night run or walk run a hundred pennies or a dollar on a starbucks gift card a <laughs> dollar on a starbucks gift card rain or snow snow unsure or confident confident all right, so now we're going to move into the bulk of the interview. Okay, so, so now what happens? Now, do I get a, do I, is there an analysis or something of the? <laughs> no, no analysis. I wish I was smart enough to do one, but I just like to see what people will say because everybody has different, you're my 15th interview and everybody has different Is it like words. wildly different? Everyone's like all over the board. You know, probably out of the 15, nine people when I say thrill have said roller coaster. Uh-huh. That's been well, the only consistent one. Wow, crazy. Yeah. So some little boys want to be pilots. Others want to be astronauts. So think back. But what did young John want to be when he grew up? I had many different career aspirations when I was little. Uh, there was a time uh, when I wanted to be president, but I think every every little kid wants to be president at some point. Democrat or Republican? Uh, you know, it, it didn't really matter to me at the time. Okay. I remember asking my parents, like, what was the difference between the, the political parties? And they had a very unsatisfactory answer. And I've always found the difference to be really unsatisfactory. Oh, yeah. so independent, let's say. And, uh, and then I wanted to be a journalist. Uh, I wanted to be telling story, you know, you know, reporting on like the issues of the day. I wanted to be a doctor for a while. Um, I've had lots of different aspirations. So how do you think your childhood peers would have described you? It probably depends on when in childhood we're talking about. I think as a, a little kid, I was probably, you know, quiet and, and smart. I think as a, like, maybe high school kid, uh, a, a rebellious would be a, a grand overstatement, uh, but, um, 
but I, I started to get a little bit of a, of a streak uh, in me of, of wanting to, uh, to be different and to, to do things in a different way, or maybe in my own way, as, as you would say. Uh, and, uh, and I felt that stronger and stronger over time. So what would you do to try to be different? Do you have any examples? I don't know. I mean, just the silly, you know, stupid, like kind of high school things that you do, like, you know, sneaking out to to do this or that and um, uh, just, you know, skipping classes to to do whatever I wanted to do, um, that kind of thing. Okay. So on May 24th, 1983, you received your personal management merit badge from the Boy Scouts of America. So even today, are you the type of person who makes kind of short and long-term plans in life and career? I do. You know, I, I think there's there's um, only so much long-term planning that you can do. Um, you can have uh, long-term goals, but there's so many things that are come up along the way. You're going to have to be flexible and be able to adjust. Uh, when people come in and interview at Betterment, I often ask them, what's your five-year plan? What do you want to be doing in five years from now? Because I think it's interesting for them to be thinking about that. And I got to tell you, that's a hard question for a lot of people to answer. You know, even five years out is, is a little bit hard to see because it depends so much on what happens this year and next year. I should point out that I think the second to last question is, what is your five-year plan? Or what do you see yourself <laughs> in five years? So we'll get to that soon. Um, so you originally thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you originally thought it'd take about five months to put together a website and get what turned out to be Betterment launched. Um, you then said it took years. So how do you stay devoted to something for so long without getting discouraged or losing interest? You know, I, I remember um, as, a, uh, as a kid having a lot of patience. You know, I would build Legos or I would fix electronics. Even, um, even uh, recently, you know, I've taken apart laptops to replace parts and all the little screws and things that you have to do. And um, I, when I got into building Betterment, I got deep into the code. I was, I was, I was actually, you know, writing the software uh, and teaching myself to code at the same time. And uh, if I kind of sum up all of these things that I'm saying, it's that I have a, a bit of a, an engineering mindset. I see a problem and I want to get to the root of it. I want to get to the core. And mm-hmm. I'm just fascinated by getting down into it. And, and, and there's, there's kind of nothing that will stop me from getting to, to, to the root of it as long as it takes. Okay. So, and you launched in May 2010, didn't you? Yes, that's right. So what did you expect to happen versus what actually happened when you launched? We probably naively expected the entire world to come and sign up for Betterment on, on the day that, that we launched because it was <laughs> so, just so much better than whatever else they'd been doing. So kind of like if you build it, they will come mentality almost. We, you know, and we knew that that was a bias and we knew it wasn't really going to happen, but we still kind of expected that, that it would happen. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we probably underestimated the, the time it would take to, to build the business. So good learnings from all of that. Yeah. So Betterment is a vertically integrated company, right? That's right. So why was it set up like that? And what are some of the strengths of doing it that way? But what could be some of the weaknesses? It was set up like that because we wanted to build an entirely new type of uh, financial experience. We wanted to better answer the question, what should I do with my money? And if you want to really better answer that question, you can't just kind of tack on to existing banks or brokers and um, you know uh, give some advice around the margin because 
Uh, it doesn't fix the core underlying problems of these systems are hard to use. They're not set up to do the right things for people. They're not well aligned with their customers' best interests. We had to start a whole new financial institution. We had to build it from the ground up to be aligned with customers and to be able to operate in the way that customers expect 21st century technology to operate. Mm -hmm. That involves a huge investment of time and the cost or the disadvantage of doing it is all the labor that we put into building out our systems, process, security, compliance, all of those things that we do to make sure that we're delivering the best possible experience. The strength that it provides us is that we can do better things. We have smarter technology than, than anyone else. We're able to give better service, give a better experience, give better advice because of the investment we've put into this smarter technology platform. Okay, so how has Betterment changed since May 2010? The big thing that changed for me was that my job has changed. In May 2010, I was answering customer support calls. I was diving into the code to fix bugs. I was product managing uh, new releases to the extent we could get new software out. And over time, my job has evolved com completely. I do completely different things now. Now I worry about building the team. So um, uh, hiring and recruiting is, is a piece of it. Of course, we have a team that's dedicated to that, but, uh, but I'm still involved quite a bit. I interview everyone who comes through. I work on telling the betterment vision and values uh, and communicating that, uh, pulling it together from all the, the, the great people who are here on the team and, and communicating it back out to them and, and to the world. Uh, and I work on making this the best place to work that it possibly can be, empowering our team members, giving them the context and resources that they need to do their best work. So since the launch, how have you changed personally? Um, we talked about professionally and how your, I guess, your job has changed, but have you changed personally at all? I have a, a daughter now. She was born uh, a little over a year ago. I got married since we got launched. I guess that happened about yeah. three years ago. Um, so my personal life has, has changed a, a bit. I haven't moved. I'm still in the same apartment. I still live very frugally. Um, I, I, I don't take any, any more uh, vacation or, or spend. I don't have a car. I don't, you know, I still <laughs> basically live the same life that I've always lived. Okay. So in an interview, you spoke about the behavior gap. Can you tell me what that is and how Betterment helps their users combat it? Yeah, the behavior gap is the way that we measure how customers should perform in their investments versus how they actually do perform in their investments. You think about how you should perform, you should perform like the market indexes, uh, the ETF indexes that we invest you in. If you performed exactly like them, you'd have a behavior gap of zero. Uh, if, you, uh, if you beat them, you'd have a negative behavior gap. But the reality is most people, um, because of fear and behavioral biases um, tend to react to market events. When the market's down, they tend to be concerned and they see losses in their account and they think that they need to do something. And when the market's up, they get greedy and they think that it's time to you know, become more aggressive mm -hmm. in their allocation so that they can make more money. And those kinds of decisions are costly. And so what we do at Betterment is we try to help you avoid those kinds of costly decisions. So. Were people or your peers supportive of Betterment or the idea of Betterment when you originally told them about it? 
There was a mixed bag. People like my parents have always been supportive of me. But I think that the idea of me starting a company was, uh, you know, they they said that's going to be a hard thing to do. Uh, and realistically, well, they were right. Um, I talked to uh, uh, lots of professors uh, when I was uh, when I was in business school. And, um, you know, a few said that that makes sense. Go for it. Uh, I'd say more said uh, I don't know about that idea. Maybe you should maybe think about doing something a little easier. I don't see how you're going to get that to market. I don't see how you're going to sell it. We had a massive ambition with this company to really change the world of financial services. It hasn't been done in decades, uh, and it's time for that kind of a change. And I think what we started now seems inevitable. Now this idea of fintech and, and really changing things is hot. But you have to remember that the context when we launched in 2010, it was, we were a bit of a, a, a lonely voice in the wilderness at mm -hmm. that time. So what do your peers think of Betterment today? Are they all supportive today or does anybody feel threatened by it? Yeah, I get a, uh, you know, my, my friends and peers are, are all, always have been super supportive and, and they uh, would say, hey, we see the need for this. This is something that, that we would use. And uh, they've been kind to keep me as a friend, even as I... I am, am super busy and uh, don't have as much time as I would like to, to, to spend with all of my, uh, my, my friends and, and family. So you said that you spend your time doing two things. One, thinking about the product vision and two, company culture. Why is company culture important and is it difficult to maintain? Company culture relates. So, so I guess I would say it a bit differently today. I probably, my job is always evolving, but the way I'd say it today is I'm, I'm building the team. I'm telling the betterment story, uh, and I'm, and I'm empowering the team or, or making this a great place to work. And that third one is really, um, uh, relates a lot to the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it's about putting in place the process and structures such that we can build an institution, a place that's going to be here in 50 or 100 years, and that we can all look back on and say, that's where we did the best work of our lives. That's the kind of company we're trying to build at Betterment. And you get that by having a great culture. Now, culture means a lot of things, and it can be a really wishy-washy word. And some people say it doesn't matter and this and that. But if you strip it down to what you mean by it, it's really important stuff. It means having the right people, the right type of people make the culture. The people are the culture. Uh, it means having great process so that people can get effective work done. Uh, it means uh, uh, creating a, an office environment where people are happy to be there and, and are excited about the, the, the work that they're working on. It relates to the mission. All of these things are, are super important and, and are all parts of, of the job that I do in, in, in setting the, the culture and tone for the company. So while you're interviewing people for positions, have you chosen not to hire people because you don't think they'll mesh with the existing culture? Absolutely, yes. So can you give me an example, like what type of person wouldn't mesh with your culture today? Um, I can, I could probably give a, a few different examples, but you know, some people uh, are mostly motivated by money. Some people are mostly motivated by the salary that they're making. Uh, and I would never say that's not important. You have to pay your bills. You have to, uh, you want to enjoy life. Uh, and, and money is, uh, is, is sort of one of the components that helps you to, uh, uh be confident and, and to enjoy, enjoy what you have in life. But it's not the most important thing. You know, what's, what's most important is that you care about what you're working on, that you're getting something out of it, that you enjoy your colleagues and peers, that you're making good relationships, that you're doing something meaningful. All of those kinds of things are important to me and important to all the, the people who work here. 
Uh, and I think most of the people we hire um, uh, would prioritize uh, those types of values over money, as if, for instance. Okay. So if I asked your employees what they thought of you as the CEO, as the boss, what do you think they would say? You better ask them. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to make any guesses? <laughs> No, I think, uh, so we do a lot of feedback. We do a lot of surveying of, of the team. And I do that so that I get a good sense of what I could be doing better. And I'm always looking to improve. I think that the team would understand that, that they would say that I'm open to feedback uh, and always looking to make things better. I think that they would say that I'm transparent uh, about uh, the company's activities and mission and values and vision and all of these things. Uh, and I think that they would say that they appreciate the vision that, that we have. So on hiring, you've said that you look for people who are smart. And you yourself have an undergraduate degree from Harvard and a graduate degree from Columbia. Would you ever hire someone without a college degree for an important position within Betterment? Yes and uh, and and uh and no, I mean, uh, an important position in, in betterment, I mean, every position is, is important. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, would we hire somebody who didn't have a college degree? Absolutely. You know, but usually if you're going to be hired at a senior level, um, you, whether you have a college degree or not, you've got several years of experience. And at some point, you're judging someone on what they've done with their mm -hmm. life and the experience that they've had more than where they've gone to, to school. If you're looking for somebody who's, you know, 18 or 22, um, you have less to go on on the record. And college is actually a pretty significant piece of, of their background. Uh, and it'd be harder to, to hire somebody who, who hasn't had that experience yet. Although we have had, obviously, tons of interns who aren't college uh, graduates. And we have more every, every year. We've got some right now. So what do you think a higher education degree can give you that real life experience cannot? A few things, and it depends on what you study. If you, uh, if you um, take that time uh, and, and take those four years to just study uh, theory, you know, you can get a lot of the same things um, in, uh, from books. But college often, for, for many of us, um, also has uh, a socialization element. There's a, there's a component of just working things out and living with peers and living uh, in a controlled environment with, uh, with goals and achieving goals and following rules independently and on your own and, and figuring things out and all of this that, that is pretty good experience uh, for, for a lot of people. Yeah. It's set up to be a good experience for, for people at a formative time in, in their lives. I'm not saying it's perfect, uh, and there are many different types of college experiences out there, some better than others. But for a lot of people, it's a great it's a great first step. So you have a quote and you said to me, all that matters is that you're passionate about something. So what are you passionate about? I'm passionate about helping people to make the most of what they have, to make the most of their lives, to live to the fullest uh, and, and to to pursue pursue their happiness. So how important is your employees work life balance? Our employees um, have unlimited vacation. Uh, we really support them in, in taking that vacation. They have a flexible uh, work-life schedule. They can work from home. They can uh, 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 work the hours that they want to work as long as they're getting their work done. We, all, we want to hire really the best people. We want to hire passionate people who care about what we're doing. 
And if you hire those types of folks who are smart and passionate, the rest kind of takes care of itself. You, you can kind of trust them to, to manage their own, their own work-life balance. So are you happy with your current work-life balance? Like when was the last time you worked from home or went on a vacation yourself? I worked from home for a couple hours this morning. Uh, I went on vacation uh, a couple of times this year. I can combine some work trips with vacation. Uh, so I was in Switzerland earlier this year before a, a work conference in the south of France. I went to Amsterdam for a conference and got to hang out there for a couple of days with my wife and daughter. Those are you know, great moments. And as, as my daughter's just now growing up, they're things that I feel really lucky to, to have had. Okay, so you've mentioned this previously in the interview, but I just want to ask you the question directly. What motivated you to start Betterment? You know, it was a lot of things. In part, I, I wanted to uh, start a company that would help make people's lives better. And I almost didn't care in what way or what industry I started that. Um, I wanted to make things better, and that's where the name Betterment came from. And what motivated me to start this particular company was a pain point that I had in working in the industry uh, and seeing a lack of alignment between financial institutions and their customers and seeing so much opportunity to improve that. Uh, and a pain point that I had in my personal life, which was I was investing in all these different accounts and found none of them to be well aligned with what I should be doing with my money. And I so saw you invested in, in Ron. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It just seemed obvious to me to um, combine those, those interests. I want to start a company. I want to help people, people make better decisions. And I want to do it in, uh, and, and, I, and I have this, this, this challenge um, of, of what should I do with my money. So what motivates you to continue on with the company today? Oh, I have the best job and it's, it's super motivating. I have an amazing team to work with. I love coming to work and seeing them. I love uh, uh, spending time dealing with challenges with them. Uh, you know, uh, I was up late last night working on uh, 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 some some challenges with uh, with with uh, uh, some of the team, and it's just it's so motivating to to work with such great people. So people today are still a little weary and distrusting of Wall Street and you know stocks, bonds, bankers, investment firms. If one of those people asked you, you know, John, what is something positive that are you giving to the world with your company Betterment? What would you say to that person? Oh, wow. We are doing, I think, a lot of good for the world. We are helping people to pursue happiness more efficiently. We're helping to better answer the question, what should I do with my money? We're giving them tools so that they can save time and spend more time doing all the other things that are important to their life. Um, or important in their lives, uh, and saving them money so that they can, uh, can, can make more of it. So has Betterman opened the door to a future where financial advisors will be obsolete? I don't know that financial advice will ever be obsolete. We are a financial advisor, right? We, we provide financial advice. I think actually advice is going to be much more central to financial services. The idea of doing it yourself will someday seem just as antiquated as doing your own dental surgery. It'll be something that nobody nobody does. Mm -hmm. um, we all ought to get advice. We all ought to have access to advice. Betterment happens to be the first ever fiduciary advisor that's accessible to anyone and everyone. And that is the, that's the future, is that more people are going to have advice. So what's the end goal for Betterment and for you? The end goal for Betterment is to help tens of millions of Americans better manage, grow, and protect their money to live happier lives. 
uh, and uh, and we're just getting started in, in pursuing that goal. And what's your end goal for you personally? My end goal is to see this to see this thing through. Is to um, uh, I've got this this vision and this mission, and I want to grow it as as big uh, as possible. Okay, so you've kind of already answered this question, but how cautious are you with your own money? So most of my money uh, is invested in a Betterment account, and uh, and I have a couple of goals. Uh, I'm saving. Uh, for a potential down payment on a house someday, and I'm saving for retirement. And these goals are sensible for somebody uh, like me, uh, and they're appropriately conservative for somebody like me. Uh, Betterment, you know, is great in that it tells you how to save and invest, and and I use it just like anybody else should. So I'm going to ask you. You don't have to answer the question, but what, what was the last thing you splurged on? Hmm. Uh, maybe I'll say my, my vacations. I mean, okay. uh, those, those trips that I've taken, you know, I spend more than I would in an average month when I'm paying for hotels and renting a car and paying for expensive flights and all those things. And, um, you know, I don't love, I don't love that, but I certainly think it's worth it. Uh, I think investing in experiences is far better than investing in things. Most of the happiness research out there would agree with that, that if we buy things, we quickly become accustomed to them and we no longer value them. Whereas if we invest in experiences, we cherish those experiences for life. So TechCrunch recently reported that Betterment has topped 100,000 customers and has $2.5 billion under management. In the short article, there is a quote from you saying it took four and a half years to add the first $1.2 billion, but in the last six months, we've added another $1.3. Is there ever a danger of growing too fast? No. And in the big scheme of things, you know, adding a billion dollars may seem like uh, a lot. And I suppose it is a lot compared to how much we've, we've, uh, we've added to date. But in the big scheme of things, you know, we're going to be managing trillions of dollars someday. And so we're just getting started. So what is the most important thing in your life? My family is, is the most important thing in my life. Uh, and I think that for most of our customers and our employees, they'd probably feel the same. Uh, and so uh, part of what we've done with Betterment is uh, uh, create a, a product that helps people focus on whatever is most important to, to them. And uh, and to do the best they can. And if that's their family, then it helps them plan for, for goals around their family. If it's something uh, else to them, then they can plan ar- around that and, and have the comfort that they're on track uh, to take care of, of those important things. Has having a family cha- uh, changed the way you lead Betterment? Has that had an effect? Not nothing noticeable. I certainly bring my my daughter in a lot. She's uh, she she wears the Betterment uh, onesie <laughs> that she's got and uh, is a is a supporter, just like all of the the employees here and and, and my wife as well. Um, uh, so it's been uh, it's been great getting to to see her grow up, and I feel lucky to be uh, in a position where I can do that and, and lead the company at the same time. So, what is your biggest fear? I think uh, my biggest fear is can we hire enough great people to grow the company as fast as I want to grow it? Is it hard to find quality people to work for your company? Always. You know, really? we're in a great position because we have an attractive brand, we have an attractive mission, we have an attractive office and, and location and, and, and team and all of these things that 
that, that make it a great place to work. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's suddenly easy to get more of the right kind of people in. Easier, perhaps, uh, but it's a constant challenge, and we're, we're always trying to get more amazing people in here. So how has the automated investment services field, I don't know if I explained that or said that correctly, but how has that field changed since Betterment was launched? It has, uh, we've seen, um, you know, many fast followers. We've seen some companies getting funded because uh, most likely they say uh, we're going to do Betterment, but, you know, different in X way. Uh, and, uh, you know, when we first launched, we were, we were really a voice in the wilderness saying, Hey, everything's going to change. Now I think everyone sees that that's the case. And so there's, there's kind of a, a race to, um, to, 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 to follow. Okay. So what do you think about competition? Competition is inevitable. If you're to be successful, it's part of building a successful business as you would expect there to be competitors. Um, if you didn't have competitors, you probably would have failed um, at, at really doing anything in, impactful. And uh, and we try not to think too much about it. We know what we're doing. We're improving our customers' lives. We're focused on that goal. So just three more questions for you. But where will you be in five years' time? Me, uh, probably, uh, I'll probably still be uh, in, uh, in New York City, uh, leading this company, growing it, uh, uh, talking about how do we get to the next trillion dollars. Um, uh, and and that, that would be a, a fine place to be. So what intimidates you? What intimidates me uh, is, uh, uh, again, I think of, of hiring and, and the, the, the task of bringing in, uh, you know, we're 110 people today. And to think about, um, you know, how, how, how long um, it's taken to, to hire uh, and, uh, and grow this company with those 110 people, uh, it's intimidating to think about doing that 10 times over in the next few years to become a company of 1,000 people. That's actually probably the most challenging thing that we have ahead of us. Okay. So final question for you. I need you to complete this sentence. Life is too short for you to what? Life is too short to worry. All right. Thank you, John. But before you go, where's the best place for people to find out more about you and Betterment? Come to Betterment.com and sign up for an account. There's no better way to check out how we're changing finance than signing up for it and giving it a try. It's, it's free to try. There's no minimum balance. Everybody should do it. All right. Great. Thank you, John. You're all done. Thank you very much. That was, uh, that was fun. Thank you for listening to My Way Podcast. Before you go, we depend on your financial support to keep our podcast going. Please give us your support by going to patreon.com and searching for My Way Podcast. If you'd like to say hi, please visit our Facebook page or reach out to Michael personally on Instagram, Michael Nix, or Twitter at MikeyWNix, or simply rate and subscribe. The end.